All right, so welcome to this little conversation uh, that we are doing as Arms and Sleepers. Um, I'm Mirza, one of the co-founders of Arms Sleepers, and I have here with me Max, the other co-founder of Arms Sleepers. Hi, Max. Hello. We are uh, talking about um, the two albums that were um, reissued last week um, in November. And five year anniversary of Swim Team and 10 year anniversary of Matador. Um, and so I was luckily able to get Max, the other half of Arm Sleepers, on the phone with me to chat about this for a bit, which is quite a rare occasion. So, how's it going, Max? I'm doing fantastic, Mirza. Yeah, where are Thank you right you now? Thank you for asking. Oh, you're welcome. Where are you right I, now? I am in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Okay. And we're, we're doing this over over FaceTime and and a microphone here and a computer there, and it's all somehow working. Um, I'm in Czech Republic, so we are really far apart, but it seems to be working all right, this conversation. So, Max, what have you been up to as of late? Uh, for the uh, past uh, four years, four and a half years, I've been a PhD student at the University of Pennsylvania. And right now I'm uh, currently uh, dissertating oh, yeah. uh, and uh, applying for jobs in academia. And how's that going? Um, I th Both are going pretty well, I think. Okay. So full on in, in academia for, for Max. People often ask me at shows, uh, are you actually a duo? I say, yes. Where's the other guy? I say, he's doing his PhD in Philadelphia. And uh, so that's that question gets thrown a lot at me. Um, we are a duo, I suppose, um, in some ways. Um, but you, um, well, in some ways, I mean, for the last, I guess, five years, you haven't played, you haven't played live. But yep. we have continued making music together and talking about various Arms and Sleepers related stuff together. But for those of you that don't know, Arms and Sleepers started in 2006 and it was uh, just Max and I um, quitting another band <laughs> to start this band um, and then starting to release a bunch of music. Some of it good, some of it not good. <laughs> um, the two albums that we're talking about today, I don't know if they're good or not, but we're going to I guess discuss them a little bit and uh, see how we feel about them. So yeah, it's it's a ten year anniversary of Matador, which was released in two thousand nine. Five year anniversary of Swim Team, which was released in two thousand fourteen. So uh, we recently released uh, these two albums as reissues, uh, anniversary reissues that were remastered by Victor Ferreira from Sun Glitters. Um, just giving a little little fresh uh, feel to those two albums. Um, and it was just a simple digital release, nothing too fancy. Um, but uh, we wanted to, I guess, mark the occasion um, in some way. Um, so um, I guess uh, for those of you that, that are not as familiar with Arms and Sleepers, we started in 2006, as I mentioned, in Boston, Massachusetts, um, have been releasing um, lots of music ever since. Um, lots of albums, EPs, um, touring pretty, pretty regularly. Um, as I mentioned, Max was kind of stopped touring and I think it was around 2014, 
Yeah, I think that was your last show. That sounds right. Yeah, I think yep. 2014 in Poland, I think, was maybe your last show. That sounds right to me. Yeah. Um, and that was that was just before Swim Team was released. So really with Swim Team, I guess I started touring by myself a lot more. Um, but subsequently, we've had a couple more albums, which obviously we've both been involved with. Um, so uh, that's kind of our trajectory, but we'll just chat about these two albums specifically since that's what this little conversation is about. So um, I had sent you <coughs> these notes, Max, about just as kind of a like talk, trying to organize some of these thoughts. Um, but we can really talk about um, just anything in general about these two albums. I guess mostly I know how I feel about these two albums, but and I've, and I've told people that, but I guess most people don't know how you feel about these two albums or what kind of memories you have associated with them. So maybe we start with you just chatting a little bit about Matador at first, since that's the that's the older album. Just what you remember from that from that time in your own life, your personal life, and just from Arms and Sleepers, and how you feel about some of those songs as you listen to them now. <clears throat> okay, uh, so I'll start with the with the songs. Um, yeah, so I think I I still like uh, some of the songs, uh, maybe four or five of them. <laughs> that's um, enough. Well, yeah, well, you know, yeah. that's what fifty percent. That's that's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, yeah. Um, so I remember working on um, some of the songs while we were on tour. Um, at least in Germany. I don't know if we were in other places too. Uh, but I just remember being in a cold band working on <laughs> yeah. uh, the songs on my computer. And uh, uh, also, also in, in staying in accommodations and working on stuff as well. Um, trying to stay out of the cold. Yep. Um, and then I remember it was um, we wanted vocals on some songs. Mm. And uh, <clears throat> at least for some of the songs, like um, uh, Matador and Helvetica, that required seeking out the the help of our friend Anna Marigo, mm -hmm. um, which also required going to his uh, <laughs> his apartment for hours. Yeah, um, he's the what kind of guy that you sort of needed to go to his place to get it done. That's right. You had to go to him and and um, uh, I don't want to say coax him into into doing things, but sort of you know massage <laughs> massage him a little bit, yep. get him warmed up, <clears throat> uh, and get him to do things. Actually, I remember specifically sending you there. Like, I mean, you were going to go, but I remember saying you got to go. I don't want to go. <laughs> okay, that I don't remember, but uh, I I do remember that I went there and. I do remember I stayed over at his apartment, um, and then uh, having I had breakfast with him at some diner. This is a Boston. Day. This is yeah, this is Boston. Um, not a big fan of staying at at other people's houses. Right. Um, uh, but I had stayed there quite late into the night, uh, helping or coaxing him or massaging him <laughs> into uh, into uh, into performing some vocals. Uh, and, and we did a couple of songs. I don't remember all the songs we did, um, 
but the one that you and I ended up liking the most uh, when I went there was was Matador. Um, so yeah, <clears throat> they use those vocals. Yeah. Um, and the vocals on those two songs are not very extensive, only for kind of small chunks. That of, is of also those songs. true. Yep. Mm-hmm. But That's still true. very very valuable and important, obviously. Um, yep. Yep. Um, I actually received an email for. You know, uh, you know when you you go to college with people and you kind of know people, like um, you run into them every now and again or something like that, and mm-hmm. you talk and you have, you have polite conversations. So there was a guy like this um, when I was in college, and when we released this album, uh, this guy sent me a Facebook message completely unprovoked uh-huh. um, because I don't care uh, <laughs> what he what he thinks, um, uh, but. Um, I think he un, un you know he sent me an email and he said he liked the album, um, but the 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 melody on um, on Matador he thought was derivative or mm-hmm. something like that. He right. had he had to share that with me. Um, <laughs> I do remember that, and also something about not liking how one of the songs ended or something like this. Yeah, something. Like, I mean, um, <clears throat> yeah, I I mean, yeah, he was nice enough, but uh, it just. Uh, I found it funny that he thought that I cared what his opinion was. Uh, yes, I think that's that's a lot of people tend to sort of tell bands or musicians or whatever without being prompted uh, what they thought could have been better on certain albums or, or songs or whatever, which I have no idea why you would ever do that. I know that I would never do that to anyone else. It's yeah. just weird. Um, there's also just no reason to think that I would care about his opinion. Right. Well, if he knew you um, at all, then now, he should have known that. Yeah, well, he did know me. Well, he, yeah, that's uh, what I mean. And he should, yeah, he should have known. Right. Um. Um. But uh, you know, people come up and say nice things like "I really enjoyed it" or like "It was nice." You know, I really like the sound or something, and I'm happy to hear that. But, um, uh, because it feels nice if people like your music, but um, sure. I don't. But I I don't I don't really care if people say like oh I, I thought it was a really well written or I didn't like this song or something like I'm happy I don't care whether it's positive or or negative right. I don't care about the opinion right uh, but if people enjoyed it that's not really an I want to say that's not really an opinion so it's not an opinion about the quality it's about whether or not they enjoyed it that I'm very happy to hear that right right um, but uh, yeah I don't care about their uh, any criticism, right? Especially um, when it's ill-formed and confusing. <laughs> um, well, I remember um, it was very cold. I, f- I feel like I only remember the cold um, while making this album. I mean, the tour you mentioned um, in the van in Europe. Um, I think there was some Switzerland in there as well, not just Germany, Switzerland, Austria. Uh, but it was very cold, um, and I also remember going to i think it was anar and mona's apartment to record vocals or or to talk about it or something like that oh yeah because there was right. a very early version of the architect that had different vocals oh yeah that's right which i i forgot about yeah um we did i did send that to a few people on kickstarter um so some people have received an mp3 of that early version of the architect without the uh, oh. drums and with the different vocals uh, but uh, yeah, so um, Anara and Mona are, are two musicians 
from Boston who we originally had um, asked to do vocals on The Architect, but um, in the end we didn't end up using those sessions. We ended up using the vocals done by Ben Shepard. Um, but but in, yeah. in fairness, we did use the guitar part at Correct. the end of the song. I was going to say, which, which was a very nice kind of fitting thing for that song. Um, uh, but yes, we did use the guitar part that Mona recorded during those sessions um, in, in the final version of The Architect. Uh, but yeah, so for Matador, I remember a lot of cold. I remember also, and I don't know if maybe you can talk a little bit about this. I remember being really stressed out about recording some of this stuff because we were using a lot of acoustic instruments and capturing that was difficult because we were essentially recording this in your bedroom. Um, That's right. With whatever gear we had. So I remember not just the difficulty with playing some of these instruments because we both weren't well rehearsed session musicians or anything like that and then also capturing some of these acoustic instruments like glockenspiels and toy pianos so i don't know if you want to maybe mention what you remember from 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 that sure i mean i don't want to what do you call it? i don't want to uh, uh speak ill of the gear uh, just <laughs> the the whether or not uh, either of us knew how to use it right. to the best of its abilities right um so i do remember finding it hard to capture the right acoustic guitar sound where it wasn't too bright but um and i think uh some of that was fixed after we recorded it right. with uh just eqing and certain uh, other effects probably reverb or something like that um uh and i do remember i do remember um <clears throat> putting a lot of effects on the guitar and there's a there's a part in uh, Matador where there's a kind of like glitchy guitar part that took a very long time. That's right. Where um, picked apart you know pieces of the uh, of other parts of the um, guitar part, and uh, yeah, that sample, wasn't sample it in a way or ch chopped it up. That's right, and that wasn't live. That was like each little bit was done individually and then put together mm -hmm. in a way that. Uh, uh, I thought sounded okay. Right. Um, uh, was this uh, digital performer era? Um, no, no, no. This Logic? was, yeah, this is the first album we recorded in Logic. Right. And Pe thank God. Right. Yeah. People. Um, when I did the when I did this Facebook live session, some people asked what we were using during the recording of that album. So yes, I wasn't sure if it was DP, Digital Performer, or Logic as the music recording software, for those of you that don't know. Uh, but I guess it was the first time we used Logic, right? That's right, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So like uh, um, most of the, the drums were from For Reason, and then, uh, and then the, all the acoustic stuff, and well, all the stuff was eventually recorded and mixed in Logic. Right, right. Um, but yeah, there was, there was definitely a lot more guitar, um, on Matador, the album, um, than we've had in before then or subsequently, I would say, um, I'm not sure why, um, some of it I just couldn't do cause I, I couldn't record it cause I'm not a very good guitar player. So you ended up recording some things that I wrote and just couldn't record <laughs> cause I couldn't play it well enough. Um, and you're yes. about, you're you're <laughs> I saw you taking a little a little drink there. Uh, uh I I I don't I mean I know that's happened. I don't remember I don't remember that happening 
don't remember what songs that happened. Well, it's I remember specifically on Helvetica in the middle quiet part, uh, where the guitar really kind of needed to be played cleanly or by someone that's had training, which you have had. Oh, um, so I okay. remember not being able to pull that off, and then you learned it and, and recorded it. Mm. I remember recording. I remember you recording it and messing up and me laughing at you. Yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> yep. uh, um, But I don't. I don't actually remember recording it myself. Yeah. Um, yeah, you definitely did because uh, I couldn't pull it off. Um, there were also so and also back to the recording difficulties that like you said, perhaps stemmed from just us not being able to use the equipment in the right way. Um, I remember that some things were not included because we couldn't make it sound good. Um, oh. Like, I believe the glockenspiel part in a little bridge just before the big outro in 29 Palms. I remember that we wanted to have a couple of simple glockenspiel notes in that quiet bridge, but it just was not sounding good enough and so i think it was just guitar that ended up staying oh, okay things like that that i guess are kind of annoying if you look back because you'd prefer to have it obviously how you wanted it in that moment no absolutely and i i think eventually though we we figured out ways of even if we couldn't get the recording uh, to sound perfect mm -hmm. we would um we would double up glockenspiel with a um right um a sampled uh celeste right uh sometimes and then that would allow us to keep partly the glockenspiel sound, but um, make it sound like it fit better with everything else. Yeah, at least right. that's what I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not as for that, that. That's definitely right. But yeah, Matador, unlike uh, I, I mean, I I would say unlike any of our other albums, had a lot of acoustic instruments. I mean, we ended up using a music box on there. I think there's I think there's a toy piano somewhere there. Um, lots of guitar, as I mentioned. Um, not to say that there wasn't a lot of. Um, computer electronic stuff but um i do remember this difficulty with recording stuff and the frustration of not being in a proper studio with somebody that i guess would just sort of tell you what to do and record it properly yeah yeah i think the tough thing was because some songs had prominent acoustic guitar parts mm -hmm. right so i think the end of 29 palms right and um simone mm -hmm. yep. and uh, Matador, um, uh, they were quite prominent parts, and so you you couldn't have them poorly recorded or have them sound bad, because right. then that would make everything else sound worse. Yeah, really so I remember that. that was a stressful thing, yep. and it wasn't something we could replace with another instrument. Right. So you could try to replace Gawkinspiel with Celeste or something like that, or right. uh, Rhodes or something like that. <clears throat> But uh, it's kind of hard to replace acoustic guitar. Yeah. At least if I recall correctly, if we thought about that, it would have been like, I, we don't know what to put there. Right, right. If not acoustic guitar. Yeah, there was a lot of acoustic guitar. I mean, actually, even at the end of Helvetica, which gets loud, there is acoustic guitar prominently happening there. I mean, you're... you're oh, really? Yeah, you're, you're playing the sort of that style, whatever it's called, picking fast. Oh, okay. I don't know what the style's called. But, yeah, whatever it pick, is. Picking, it's pick fast style. It's pick fast style. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, end of Helvetica too. So yeah, there was a lot of acoustic guitar. I don't know why we, I mean, I think we consciously didn't want to sound post-rock, even though I would say that a lot of people that listen to post-rock and that listen to Arms and Sleepers probably discovered Matador first. Um, mm -hmm. 
I mean, yeah, it has a lot. So. It has a lot of vocals. I mean, not that post truck doesn't have vocals, but I don't really know what exactly post truck is. But I think for us, we didn't necessarily want to have a lot of electric guitar. We just liked acoustic guitar integrated mm-hmm. with like kind of organic sounding electronic stuff. Uh, that sounds right to me. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it was cold. We were on tour. Um, <coughs> we didn't really know what we were doing in a homemade bedroom studio setup. Uh, I mean, there's like in your bedroom, there were, there was a radiator that was going crazy all the time. It was hard to even get a silence. That's right. I, this apartment also has that kind of radiator heating, um, but it's much, uh, calmer here, Yeah. but yeah, you'd get the rattling sound, like just the loudest obnoxious, um, <clears throat> radiator rattling. Which surely doesn't work when you're trying to record instruments, obviously. No, it does not. Um, so besides all that, uh, this album also, I would say, had the most, well, actually, maybe not, but had s- lots of guest contributions. So there were some guitar pieces here and there. There was, like we mentioned, Mona's guitar part. Phil from Caspian played um, guitar in Helvetica. Um, there was some sampling. I think he sampled Matt uh, Lajoie trumpet on the Paramore, the last song. Sounds um, right. And then there was a bunch of vocalists um, pretty prominently throughout the album. So Tom Brousseau, uh, Ben Shepard, Shelley Short, Catherine Warsham, Adam Arrigo. I think that's all of them. Um, but Me too. I remember, I also remember lots of emails back and forth about stuff. I don't know if you have a recollection of, of that. I remember for the, uh, the architect... Uh, the main part originally had the sample piano part originally had um, vocals right, right. that were also being cut up. Um, and that I remember I liked the sound of, mm-hmm. um, but uh, Ben Shepard said that it was throwing off his ability to sing. Yeah. And um, so I had to go back the sample, the sample of a, of a, of a song that I recorded that wasn't good. Um, and, uh, I had sung on it, so it was also my bad vocals. <laughs> so I had to go back and, um, uh, re-export it, then re-cut it up in the exact same way. Which that, was very annoying. You know, was cut up. It was annoying. Um, um, but, uh, I, I, I'd either heard part of the vocals and liked it or was confident that, uh, he would do a good job. Yeah. Uh, so I did that. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think I actually like it better now. Uh, sorry, not now, but I liked it better once the um, vocal part was cut up, once the sampled vocal part was cut out. Mm. Yeah, I remember you were really into the, because it had a kind of like almost like a low, like pitched down sort of sound to it. That's right. That's right. Um, and it sounded fine if there was going to be no actual vocals, um, but it sounded kind of weird having that and real vocals on top of that. that That's absolutely correct. Yep. Yeah, Maybe we can talk about that song for a second, because that song is the song that probably most people know um, from okay. Arms and Sleepers. Um, that song took a while to finish. I mean, like I mentioned before, there was a very different ver- early version of it with different people singing on it with no upbeat drums. Um, do you remember how we actually came to have more upbeat drums on that song? Um, I mean, I remember doing the upbeat drums. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
and I remember what the original drums sound. I mean, the original drums are still in there. They're they're more like yeah, um, stompy, uh, organic sounding mm-hmm. uh, bits. Um, I remember that part, but no, I I don't remember why we decided to um, pick it up. Yeah, but if I, I remember it coming happening fairly quickly I, I feel like you put them together fairly quickly i don't think it was like a long process i think oh yeah no no not at all not at all fortunately it wasn't uh yeah it wasn't difficult i don't think um the song itself uh sort of had a long lifetime but i remember a certain once we started working on it things came quickly like the middle part i remember we were struggling with with having a middle part that would differentiate the other parts because there was no real verse chorus verse so we needed something in the middle that was different to give the main part a break and i remember not knowing what to do with that because of the sampling right but i remember when we sat down and did it, it came pretty came together pretty quickly that's right it's often difficult if the main part of a song is based on a sample to then try to change the part yep and not use the sample right uh, it can sort of sound like you're jumping into a different song. Right. Um, so we pulled it off yeah. somehow. I think with the help of the good old Vox sound that uh, we've used for many albums back in the day. Yep. Um, I don't know how to explain that sound to Just people, to be clear, but, that yeah. by Vox, it's, it's just like a sample of either my voice or your voice. Right. Uh, so that was, it's not like a Vox like organ or something right, like that. Right, right, yeah. That's... Yeah, that's good to be clear. We just call it that. Um, but yeah, so, uh, but it did take, it, that, that that idea, the architect was there for a while. And I think we just weren't happy with the initial sort of more laid back version. Um, and that's when we sort of, I guess, were motivated to, to make, to improve it, which is what became, would become the final version. Yeah. Do you remember if we had Ben Shepard and Catherine's vocals when we added the new drums? Yeah, that I don't remember. I okay. feel like we didn't have the drums yet. Okay. And so we we add, so we added the more upbeat drums once we already had their vocals. That's what I want to say happened, but okay. I'm not I'm not 100% sure. I suppose Ben would know. But Ben's not here. <laughs> um God rest his soul. <laughs> no, don't worry. Ben's still alive. Um but yeah, and so and then we sent it to Ben Shepard, who is back in the day was Uzi and Ari, um, the band, um, and he employed his um, uh, band member Catherine to to do some backup vocals. Well, not just backup vocals. I suppose she sings on a verse um, on her own. Um, but yeah, I remember this was the first time that we worked with Ben Shepard, right? Um, That's correct. And I don't know how we connected, but we did, and I think just listening to Uzi and Ari, we liked the songs a lot and we're pretty confident that he would come up with something that we liked. Um, and this, I should, I should say that both you and I are fairly, fairly critical and unhappy with stuff usually. So That's correct. We, we went into it not really thinking we we're going to get something great, but we were confident enough, I suppose, listening to his own music. Um, so yeah, that was the architect. Um, Oh, sorry. One last thing about yeah. the architect. Right. So maybe this isn't funny to anybody else, but to me it was funny at the time. Um, when I went to record the Matador vocals, we had With Adam. at least the initial version of the architect. Right. 
<clears throat> and I, I um, lied and told uh, Adam Marigo that it was Tom York singing. Oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, <laughs> that's right. And he was so excited. That's right. Because yeah. <laughs> Ben's vo- voice sounded very similar to Tom York's voice, especially on The Architect. Yeah. And so, yeah, so you went in. <laughs> And told Adam that this that we really got Tommy Eric to sing on this song, and he believed you, yeah, yeah, yeah. And well, he believed for a long time, and then when he heard it, he was like, "No, th- that sounds a lot more like Chris Martin <laughs> of Coldplay." <laughs> yeah, of Coldplay. I, I definitely didn't think that. But, yeah, definitely not. Um, yeah, that's funny. eventually he figured it out. I think he was quite disappointed. Yeah, uh, but in fairness, most not. You cut off there for a second. Say that again. I'm sorry. I said eventually he found out it wasn't Tom York and right. he was not happy. Yep. But in fairness, it was obviously not Tom York. Right. Right. Just some similarities, but yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. So that was so, so Matt. So that was Matador. It was 2009. We were on tour a lot. It was cold. We had trouble recording some of this stuff because there was a lot of acoustic instruments on this album. We had a lot of guest vocalists. There was a lot of emailing back and forth and editing and changing things. Um, in the end, it uh, it happened and the album was released. And now it's been 10 years. Um, so do you have any thoughts listening to, or I don't know if you did listen to it recently, um, but just even if you didn't, what you're, like how you feel about it. I mean, I know you said you like four or five songs, but any any final thoughts about, about this album? looking back 10 years hmm. looking back 10 years certainly doesn't feel like 10 years ago nope <laughs> definitely not um i mean people tend to like i guess there's there's people that from what i'm from from what i hear there's people that love black paris 86 and matador those are two of our earlier albums now max and i have very different kinds of thoughts about Blackberry's 86. We won't go into that too much here. Uh, <laughs> uh, or they really like like Swim Team and Life is Everywhere. Mm. I mean, some of them like it all, but there's people that really like like those two or those two. Um, but um, yeah, I guess for me, I'll just quickly say Matador is, is, uh, is okay. It's fine. I just... Uh, it's just not the kind of music that I really listen to anymore at all. <clears throat> I don't yep. know if that's how you feel. Uh, no, I mean, well, I think I like it a little bit more than you do mm-hmm. and have on occasion listened to some of the songs mm-hmm. uh, by myself. Impressive. Uh, Very impressive. Huh? Well, you know, just take, take a little walk down memory lane. Yeah, right. I can tell you what songs I definitely didn't listen to were Helvetica and <laughs> so, Kino. Yeah, Helvetica and Kino are not Max's favorites, although we do play Kino live when we play with the live band, since that song goes over well live. Um, but yes, fair enough. I mean, you're a more vocal well, vocal kind of guy. Sure. It could have also had to do with the fact that I also had to play them live a lot. Yes, that's true. Um, but uh, yeah, some of the other ones are... are uh, what are the songs that you would say that you're just kind of happy with? I, I mean, neither one of us likes the word proud, so I won't use that word. But songs that Thank you, you. 
songs that looking back you're like okay that's cool i'm happy with how that turned out and i like that idea even today yes so um i like 29 poems and the architect those Mm -hmm. two go together in my head um because well because ben sings on them and catherine Mm -hmm. um and then i like matador because i thought it captured a mood that i had for a while Mm -hmm. and um i like simone because it's it's a to my to my mind a pretty song, mm-hmm. and I like Tom Verso's uh, voice a lot. Mm-hmm. Normally, if you have somebody else doing stuff on top of it, it makes it easier for me to like it. Yeah, sure. Because I can enjoy what they did. Right, which is usually very different from what you would have thought of, or not at all what you would have thought of. That's correct. Um, or couldn't have done because I can't sing. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I would agree with you. I, I like the songs with the vocals for sure. Um, I would say that I also still today really like the pair more, especially the end part that gets kind of like romantic Frenchy in a way. Oh yeah. 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 Oh yeah. I like that too. Mm. That's a good point. Yeah. I was hoping to disagree with you, but, but I don't. just can't do it. When uh, you're right, you're right. <laughs> um, and then f- one final thing, I guess that I'll say, because we don't want to talk forever here. Um, the Matador cover, we found that online somewhere and licensed the image. Is that right? That's right. It was on, um, I think, Flickr. Yeah, back in the day. I think what happened was um, <clears throat> we had saved some images, but we didn't save the link. So we mm. had this picture, yeah. but we couldn't find the person. Right. And I remember that we, we emailed the, um, maybe the name of the file to uh-huh. Flickr. And then they told us who who owned the copyright, oh, and then we yeah. emailed that person and got the gotcha. copyright yeah. to use that photo. Yeah. Uh, but only the cover was from someone else. The the inside photos for the CD and I guess just the CD, since the vinyl didn't have it was in the gatefold, were, were were taken at at Logan Airport in Boston by us. That's that's correct. And yes, security came to us and asked what we were doing taking pictures. There we go. And that's not the first time I was questioned about Logan Airport in Boston. Is that true? <laughs> well, I was also later questioned by the FBI about why I was asking questions about Logan during my fellowship. I don't know if you remember that. Um, oh, I, I don't think you told me that. I never told you that I was questioned by the FBI. No, you never told me you were questioned really? by the FBI. Oh, I got to tell you the story after this. Okay, good. Um, but yes, we did go to the airport to take some photos. I suppose the cover had airplane so we kept it in the sort of same theme but actually the the photos that we took came out really nicely especially the one with the dad and a kid i don't know if you remember that from the inside i know you have probably haven't seen the, that artwork in all i know time. exactly what you're talking about i yep. remember taking the photo and thinking you were a creep because you were taking photos of people <laughs> without them knowing yep but <clears throat> years later i don't know if you remember i don't know if you were there or maybe i was just on tour with ben in riga in latvia Mix made a, uh, the promoter Mix made a gigantic poster of that image, um, which, which looked really nice to me. I thought, I thought it was, when I saw it in sort of big, big size, I, I thought it looked really nice. Um, but anyway, uh, that's. Yeah, that's, I was not yeah, there. I don't think you were there. I think I was there with Ben. Um, so that's Matador, 10 years, um, November 2009 is when that album was released. So 
Yeah, so that album, um, Max, um, I don't know how involved you are with reading anything what other people say about Arms and Sleepers, and that's okay if you're not. Um, not that I'm very involved with that, but obviously here it at shows and stuff like that. Um, but that album is the one that most people are familiar with um, from our catalog. Um, okay. So... Uh, now moving on to five years later, 2014, we released Swim Team. Very different kind of album. Um, so we had gone on a hiatus in 2012, right? We played yep. our last shows, supposed last shows. We threw away some of our instruments. I don't know if we're if disclosing that is okay, but we did do that. Yep. And we said, this is it. We called it a day. Um, and yep. then we didn't quit <laughs> and released Swim Team in 2014, two years later. Um, so I'm, I'm not calling it like a comeback album, but it was the first release since that sort of period of time when we weren't, I guess, feeling that great about music or releasing music. I think when we released the Organ Hearts in 2011, that didn't feel that great, I guess. I don't know if you'd agree with that i don't recall yeah yeah i know you don't um well there was a that was a that was a year when we released a bunch of stuff nostalgia for the absolute a man a plan a canal panama and that's when i went on that gigantic tour with ben shepherd for like four months so i just remember coming back and not really feeling any of this anymore and it was oh of, yeah right but the organ hearts was kind of i don't know i think we were maybe pushing too much or something i don't know like trying yeah, to get maybe. it done i don't know but in any case a lot of people also like that album um i don't know why uh but swim team 2014 was our first album since we went on that brief hiatus and it was very different from our older stuff um you agree with that yeah very different yes yes very much agree so no guest vocals no real vocals no real instruments right we didn't record any acoustic instruments. I don't think so, no. No. Um, and I guess in general, more upbeat and happier album than Matador? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. But I think for me, it's, it's, it, uh, I, I, I still really like um, how, how it came out. Um, I don't know if you have any recollections or thoughts about, about that. That was the su summer before... It was the summer after I finished graduate school. And we're mm -hmm. still in Boston. I mean, I think I still like some of the song on it. Yep. Some of the song. Did you say some of the song? <laughs> yep. Classic, classic Max thing to say. Uh, um, have you listened to that album recently? Or do you ever listen to any of the songs from that album? Um, oh. Um, I think I've listened, I've listened to Better Living Through Chemistry before. Random. <clears throat> most recently. Um, but that was, that song was mainly written years ago mm -hmm. or years before this rather. Yeah. Um, uh, and I've listened to Swim Team, the song. And that's about it although i might listen to hurry slowly after this conversation i forgot about that song yeah that song exists yeah i'm aware that it exists yep uh 
I remember. I remember. I remember going to like get this album mastered. Yeah. Um. I can. You'll tell me if this is correct, but mm-hmm. um, this was recorded or written, whatever you want to call it, again in the basement apartment that I lived in. Yeah. Um. In Boston. And I believe this was still the time where I had the very angry person living above me uh, yeah. who would stomp a lot yes. when we were recording because they didn't like the sound right. in the middle of the day when everybody else was at work. Right. Um, <clears throat> well, there might have been drugs involved and stuff like that. Yeah, whatever. Um, but it wasn't in violation of any noise ordinance or anything like that. No, I mean, we were just using studio monitors to listen back to the mixes. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I believe this was the album, but you'll correct me if I'm wrong, that she was getting stompy and I was just like, you know what? We're just going to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not going to turn down. We're just going to keep mixing it. Um, and, uh, and just ignore her. Yeah. Whatever. But I was like, I'm not going to waste my time, uh. Uh, with this yeah um i also remember that you would then uh in retaliation play uh red red wine very loudly oh yes by by ub40 that's right the cover of the <laughs> uh, neil diamond song yeah because well what had happened was she was listening to the radio right. uh loudly um maybe as like retaliation and she was listening to that song was playing mm-hmm. um so i retaliated by playing it much louder and <laughs> much more bass. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I remember that very specifically, yes. Um but yes, that um I think I mean that album was there was it was I from what I remember it was difficult to mix, yeah. I mean you did all that because I don't do any mixing. Um but there was a it was a it was a labor intensive um, process. Sure. Yes, sure. If you say so. Yeah. I I think that's what happened because I believe we were really trying to go in a different direction and perhaps in some unfamiliar territory. Sure. Um, you mean good music? Yes, exactly. Uh thank you. <laughs> um but uh Swim Team as the song especially um I mean that was written very very late in the game, I believe, like a few days before our mastering session or something like that. That's absolutely correct. Yep. I uh, definitely remember that. Uh, but it came together pretty quickly. And that's the one song that I think I still, when people ask me, like, do you have one f- favorite song of yours? I usually say Swim Team. Um, mm. Just because uh, I just remember feeling really good about it from the get go and sort of everything happening naturally. Um, Yep. Which, was, which was nice because sometimes it's I, a struggle yeah. i think i think after that that's a lot of the time it's a struggle when you have no talent um exactly <laughs> uh but i i remember i think after swim team <clears throat> we or i wanted to have another song that was more up and it just didn't happen uh i thought like it might be nice to have a couple of more um, songs like that danceable maybe yeah songs yeah um because there's still a lot of laid back kind of down tempo uh, stuff on that album it's not all upbeat it just has that's right. beats yeah that's right um but i remember uh that is not 
the most natural um, kind of music uh, for us right. to make. Right. Something, I guess, the song. At least in my happened. estimation. Yeah, no, for sure not. For sure not. Because it starts feeling cheesy and, I don't know, just whatever. Yeah, and you're from Eastern Europe, so. Yes, there's that. I'm definitely from there. I have to be stoic. Yep. And you're Jewish, so there's that. Are you Jewish? Yep. Um, you know you know that I am. <laughs> um, but yeah, that song was written very late in the game, um, and, but was one that I guess, um, uh, I mean, I remember it made me very excited about releasing that album because of that song. Um, I think we were also thinking that the album maybe needed something like that. Like we didn't really think that there was a single. I think we might have even. That's right. S we we might have just sat down to like make a single type song, which is maybe not a great motivation, but it worked out. Yeah, yeah. Normally, you want you want a, at least one song that you can put out and be like, "Hey, check out our album because of this song." Yeah, right. Uh, and even if we were happy with some of the other songs, there was no one song that we were like, oh, check out this song. Right. You'll like it and right. you, you'll want to check out the rest of it. Right, right. That's right. Um, pretty short album. I think it was like 30 something minutes. Um, someone asked, um, when I was doing this uh, live thing on Facebook, someone asked where the name Swim Team comes from. Do you remember that? Uh, I don't, but I can tell you what somebody's written on Discogs, Discogs.com. Oh, yeah? What is that? <clears throat> uh, they've reviewed this album, mm -hmm. Swim Team. Mm -hmm. We've got pretty good sound quality. Nice looking disc as well as the cover. That's good. Musically, it's a masterpiece. Definitely not true. Recommend this, L yep. Recommend this LP as hell. Okay. They've recommended this LP as, as hell. hell. Well, that's very sweet of them. Um, it's very sweet to recommend this as hell. Yes. This album is hell. <laughs> so they recommend it. So do you, you don't remember where Swim Team comes from? Uh, no. But do you remember what the old title was for this album? Because there was an... Ooh, that's a fantastic question. I because can tell it you also it like, leaked. Oh, yes. It leaked, and like some distributor in Germany was still using that or something like that because we had already, I think, yeah, I submitted it to it our was label. called Rapture the Youth. Rapture the Youth. There it is. So the original title for Swim Team was Rapture the Youth. I'm glad we didn't use that title. Oh, really? Oh, no, I still really. You still like it? I like it. You still like it? Mm hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm not really feeling it. Oh, absolutely. Nah. Well, you're not from America. You don't you don't get the rapture. Yeah, right. That's true. Now, just maybe we should mention this. Um, back in the day, we had this rule of one veto, right? So, each one of us was allowed one time to just veto the other person, just straight up. Yes. Right. Um, I don't think we used that veto in swim team. Okay. Um, but yeah, short album, very different from Matador. No guest contributors of any kind, not just vocals. It was just the two of us. Um, same, created in the same place as Matador, your basement bedroom. 
Um, but this time, no, no, no issues with the radiator because we didn't actually need to record anything using a microphone. So that's right, which was great. Um, so looking back now on that album, how, how do you how do you feel about it? I like the cover. Like the cover. Now the cover was very good. The cover was done by the Brazilian graphic designer Jaime Silveira. Um, I think he's still out there. Uh, what about the album? You like you like the? I mean, comparing it to Matador. Not comparing it, but like, do you feel better about something than Matador as as something that you've been a part of, creatively? Um, I feel like maybe apart from the song "Swim Team" and some other stuff, this album is a bit more cohesive. The there's more of a <clears throat> consistent sound mm -hmm. throughout the album, whereas maybe in Matador, not so much. Mm -hmm. um, uh, that that's a that's a feature that is enjoyable sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> um, and I like some of the songs. Like I said, I've listened to "Bitter Living Through Chemistry" yep. and "Swim Team." Um, and I will go listen to Hurry Slowly. After this, right. Um, so I don't know how to compare it to Matador, but uh, this is, you know, it's still pretty good for me. Yeah. Um, some of those titles, like Better Living Through Chemistry, come from Miami Vice, which is something that you and I are big fans of. Well, I am a big fan of. Um, you're kind of a fan of. Yeah, I like Miami Vice a lot. Yep. The good old 80s Miami Vice. We did then have an EP called Miami <laughs> using the Miami Vice graphic style. Um, yep. But yeah, some of the song titles um, come from episode titles from Miami Vice. Uh, Better Living Through Chemistry being one of those. Um, but yes, the cohesiveness thing is a big thing for you. I mean, I also like the idea Sometimes, of it, but yeah. I think for you, you were always much more kind of hesitant about including certain songs because they didn't fit other songs on the album. That's correct. Yeah. Um, but Tetro, the last song on some team, would be the one song that doesn't really click as much with the others, right? That's correct. Mm. Yes. Um, and then Matador was just all over the place. That sounds right. But it's 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 funny because like I know I agree with you for sure about that, but a lot of people, nobody ever says that about our albums, which is interesting to me because to me it's so obviously all over the place. A lot of them are. Um, yeah, that is interesting. And so when I tell people, when someone asks me like, what is the favorite album that you, you know, for me, and I would say life is everywhere. Um, but a big reason for that is that it's cohesive. You know, it's a long album mm. and it feels together from beginning to finish. And that's one of the big reasons why I would say that's one of my favorite things that we've done. Um, but to people that doesn't, that's not a thing that they think about. So perhaps we should just make an album that has, you know, a metal song, a folk song, a whatever song, just go, you know, all over the place. <clears throat> well, if that's what happened naturally, I'm open to that. Nice. Um, so, so that's that. So it's, Swim Team released in 2014. Sorry, Max, I do this little recap. Swim Team released in 2014, um, celebrating five years in November 2019 now, um, and talking to Max and um, Mirza, that's me, the two people from Arms and Sleepers, talking about these two albums. So I think we're exhausted 
that those topics swim team and matador um if somebody asked you what album of ours do you like the most what would you say I'm sorry, can you repeat the question? Yeah, sorry. If somebody asked you which album of ours you like the most, what would you what would you tell them? I'm going to have to ask you one more time because it's completely cut out until you say, oh, yeah. what would you say? Sorry, what, what would you tell them? Which which is your favorite album of ours? Oh, of ours? Yes. Um, probably um, Life is Everywhere or Find the Right Place. Yeah, okay. And does that have to do something with cohesiveness or just the fact that you like beats and hip hop perhaps a bit more than that other stuff? Um, I think both. I both, both, um, well, I think there's a, some nice cohesiveness, but I also think there's enough variety. So mm -hmm. variety plus cohesive. That's uh, I think it's a nice mix of that right. for me. Right. right. How about you? What's your favorite? Yeah. Life is everywhere uh, is the one, as I mentioned. Um, oh, okay. I'd, I'm not find the right place. I don't know. It's whatever for me, I guess. But um, I definitely, uh, I definitely like life is everywhere because of the cohesiveness. Um, um, and then if somebody asked you what is the one that you like the least, probably the answer would be Black Paris '86. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that or uh, Bliss was it in that Dawn <laughs> to Be Alive? Except that's an EP, not an album, so it doesn't really qualify. But yes, I get what you're saying. Um, sorry, th does that not count because it's an EP? Exactly. Oh, sorry. Yes, in that case, then definitely by Paris, by by a long shot. Because uh, among amongst the albums that we have released, I also include Nostalgia for the Absolute and Cinematique because they are actually albums, even though we didn't view them as that as much. I don't know why. Um, sure, but nonetheless, yes. uh, Black Paris '86. Yes, is number zero. Yeah. So so, tell me very quickly, since we're on that topic, what is it that bugs you about that album? Because a lot of people seem to really like that album. I don't know why. Um, I don't know. I just don't like the songs anymore, though. Uh, now let me let me actually remember what songs are on that uh, before I um, before I. Uh, well, you got two songs from Bliss, Blasphemy, Warm, and Mission to Prague. <clears throat> so. Let, 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 let me say some nice things first, mm -hmm. and then I'll say some not nice things. Sounds good. So, I think I like the song Greetings from Tokyo. I think I actually still like that song. I don't know why. I don't think you ever convinced of that song, but no, that's I was, okay. I was never convinced about that song. Okay, well, don't care. <laughs> uh, I like 71 Fragments of a Chronology of Chance. I still like that song. A little bit I like Butterfly Catcher mm -hmm. and I kind of like Rooftops Lanterns mm -hmm. and I kind of sometimes like Royal Paris now. Well, that sounds to me like as many songs as you like from Madurer. So why would the... That's, that's a very good point, <laughs> but I don't like them as much as I like the right. songs from Matador. And I'll tell you, Fair I enough. never go back and listen to these songs except right. for uh, 71 Fragments of a chronology of chance i listened to uh within the past two months all right hey that's 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 big um maybe big for you yep um but i've got spotify so i can just pull up whatever i want that's right that's right um i got curtis mayfield 
I got Brother Ali. <laughs> I got Anita Baker. Yep, and perfect. I got well, Anita Baker is an, is an all-time Arms and, and Sleepers classic. Listen to that on tour many times back in the day. Yep. Um, what What are you listening to these days, Max? What are some things that you've heard recently that you really liked music? Well, I'm going to pull up my my cell phone right now and i will tell you right um so i'm listening to curtis mayfield okay who i just said yep and some brother ali oh and i've been listening to to some songs Mm -hmm. huh i said you've been listening to brother ali for a long time yeah yeah and i've been listening to the new nick cave and the bad seeds album all right and um, <clears throat> I've been listening to a lot of Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> now, Fleetwood Mac is the best band of all time. You know that. I know that. Mm-hmm. And I've been listening to The Roots. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then just a collection of, of other songs. Mm-hmm. Now, you've, you've been a... Uh... I mean, we released two albums which are very much kind of post-classical, modern classical style, Cinematique and Nostalgia for the Absolute. Do you still listen to that type of music? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, especially when I'm studying, when I'm reading or writing or something. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> actually, I can make a recommendation. Okay. I've been listening to this album called Utopia by Bramer and McCoy or Bramer forward slash McCoy. Okay. Um, that's more like jazzy classical, yeah. but I've really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've listened to Portico Quartet a bunch. Oh yeah. So I've heard uh, that's more. That's, I've, yeah. I've seen that name a bunch, uh, but I haven't heard anything. So you like it. Yeah. That's what it got. That's sorry. That's actually more like, jazz mm-hmm. jazzy type stuff right but that's what i listen to when i read so gotcha and you read a lot i do read a lot but i don't always listen to music when i read right gotcha um so um cool so all right we've we've, we've talked about a bunch of stuff Th- those people that are curious about max and his opinions now now have him have him <coughs> down um on this recording um and they can they can hear those opinions, which is great. Thank you, Max, for sharing your opinions. Um, oh, you're most certainly welcome. Also, uh, thanks for wishing me happy birthday on my birthday. Oh, uh, when was it? Is it today? Yeah. Oh, it is. Happy birthday, Max. <laughs> <laughs> I was probably going to get a. Facebook, oh, thank you. I was probably going to get a Facebook reminder at some point. <laughs> oh, it's, it's so so nice of you. Seeing as it's what 10:30 p.m. where you are. Yep. Well, I I still it's still been my did birthday it in time. all day long. Yep. <laughs> hey, this um, is kind of sweet that we did this on your um, birthday. Then I'm your I'm your oldest friend. Yep. Uh, and you couldn't remember my birthday. Nope. <laughs> I didn't remember my own birthday this year. Literally, I forgot about it. Not really. So. Um, but hey, happy birthday, Max! Still on time, so. Still oh, counts. thank you, thank you so much. Um, that's great. That's, that's so kind that, of. You. That's really fun that we did this on your on your birthday. I, uh, that's I totally agree. Totally planned it. There's I nothing guess. I'd rather be doing. Yep, I'm sure. Um, so yeah, thanks for chatting, um, Max. 
about this stuff. I know, I know this is not the thing that you like to do the most in your life, but uh, I'm glad that you did it. So thank you. Um, what, uh, what are you doing musically these days? Are you doing anything musically these days? I am doing something musically these days. Uh -huh. How funny of you to ask. Yes, go on. Uh, so, as you well know, mm -hmm. I have a project called Not Me. Not Me, yes. Yep, and I've been working on that a little bit recently. Oh, that's fine. But I've also been working on an ambient jazz album. All right. That's fun. Uh, that's it. Do you, do you think that I'll hear it eventually, or? I'm sorry. What? Do you think that I'll listen to it eventually? I'll hear it eventually. Do you think you'll send it, or? Um, I'm pretty sure you'll hear everything. Nice. Eventually. I'm very happy to hear. I that. hope you're looking forward to hearing it. Yep. <laughs> um, so uh, let let's start slowly finishing up here by also saying that we have that we do have a new album coming out in January. Um. Arms and Sleepers, that is. Um, we do? Yes. <laughs> yep, January, Max. It comes out in January. <laughs> uh, now, this album has some, some, some older songs. There's one song called Leon, which was released as an instrumental in the Matador era, but now is being released with vocals. So that's fun. You know? Oh, that's pretty exciting. Yeah, it's very exciting, isn't it? I think we wanted vocals on the initially... But we couldn't get uh, Adam Arrigo to do it. Right. Yeah. So Adam Arrigo, the guy that Max had to go to his place to force him to record on the song Matador and the song Helvetica, um, that's the guy that, yeah, you're right, that we originally wanted to get to sing on the song called Leon, but he didn't do it. So it was just released as an instrumental. It's a very boring instrumental song. It's like six minutes long of the that's same correct. thing repeating over yep. and over. So really needed those vocals, but... Uh, yeah, I really uh, need those vocals. Yep, yep. I should give Adam some credit and say that he did eventually sing on more stuff, right? Or no, or did he? No, he had sung before on Black Pears, and that's it. That's correct. Oh, so I'm not giving him any credit. Uh, that's fine. That's correct. <laughs> so we we sent yeah. him yeah we sent him demos that for stuff that became organ hearts, and he never sent us anything back. Yes, and I believe that even to this day. You uh, mentioned that to him every time you uh, comment on his Facebook page. That's correct. I asked him about those demos. Yep. 10, 11, 12 year, years um, later on. <laughs> I'm still waiting. He never said he wasn't going to do it. We are still waiting. He never said no. So, um, yeah. So, new album from Arm Sleepers out this January. And it's got some older ideas and tracks that um have been redone a little bit but are being released um and then max has this side project called not me and i guess uh, max is working on some stuff for that which is exciting and then can't wait to hear this jazz what did you call it jazz ambient stuff is that what you called it yeah ambient jazz stuff ambient jazz stuff i, I love those two words yeah. together Ambient jazz, that just sounds great. You like the word flugelhorn? Yes. <laughs> well, I guess should... what? There's a lot of flugelhorn. I can't, I can't wait to hear it. So we'll wrap this up. 
um, to those uh, that that listen to this whole thing, I don't know why you would do that, but flugelhorn. If you're still here, <laughs> thank you for listening. Uh, uh, Max here, um, one of the co-founders of Arms and Sleepers, and I am Mirza, the other co-founder of Arms. We're, and Sleepers. we're not a charity. What do you mean co-founders? I don't know. How should I say it? This isn't what do you call it? This isn't. Um... Look, I don't know. I mean, I breast can, cancer awareness. I can keep talking. I mean, I could keep talking for a, for a long time. I mean, I, I don't mind talking at all. So nobody is going to be listening this far at this point. So we really could just start saying whatever. I, I don't know what I would call it, but co-founder sounds weird. So you don't like co-founder. So what do you want to call it? I don't, I don't care. Well, but what if, okay, you don't care. But as I'm, standing, as I'm standing in front of people and people are like, well, I thought you were a duo. I have to say something. Yeah, you have to say there are two people in the band. And I'm one of the You don't have to say anything about founding. Well, I do we're like not, the word. We're not the I founding like, fathers. I like the word co founder though. I, I don't know. It's kinda nice. Well, whether Max likes Original it or not, members? <laughs> whether Max likes it or not, he is one of the co founders of Arms and Sleepers. One of the original members. But still here. Um, even if you're uh, less involved than you used to be, you're still here, which is cool. Yep, I'm still here. Yep. Now, do you? Let's just let's just let me ask you this question before I let you go. Do you still feel excited, motivated to 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 write uh, music, or is it more of a a thing that you just do when you need a break from your everyday life, which is academia? How do you view music for yourself personally? Um, I've been more, I've been more motivated recently, mm -hmm. um, for reasons I don't know. Right. Uh, maybe the season. Yep. Uh, so yeah, I've been more motivated recently than in past years. Yeah. Um, and I still get excited. Uh huh. Um, yeah, that's all I have for you. <laughs> uh, I mean, you were, I mean, I guess for you, you uh, I'll say this and you, you tell me if you agree, you, you like making music, but perhaps you don't like all the other things associated that comes with releasing music, either as a band or as an entity or whatever. I mean, you're not a tour guy, for example. Yeah. Uh, some. Um, you cut up there a little bit, so just repeat what you just said. Oh, sorry. Sometimes touring is fine. Uh, it's the uh, not it's sleeping on other people's couches, <laughs> right. or in places that aren't my home, right? Which is tour. That's not the uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's that's not really a motivating thing for you. Like, oh, let's release music so I can go on tour or something. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know for how many people it is, but. Um, for you, it's just, you just like to make music and that's it. Uh, yeah, that sounds roughly right to me. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, last few years you've been less motivated perhaps because you've been busy with school and things like that, or just didn't have the motivation. What do you, what do you gather? Uh, no, I think it's, it's mainly been, uh, mainly been, uh, uh, busy with, uh, with school, mm -hmm. um, 
you know, got to do a lot of stuff, a lot of reading, a lot of writing, yep. a lot of conference attending. Got to use that brain for other things. And then your brain's yep. tired and the last thing you want to do is stare at a computer and work on music. That's right. Mm -hmm. uh, after a day of reading right. and writing on my computer, yep. um, staring at it to make music uh, is not the most appealing thing. No, nah, nah, not at all. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Thanks for clarifying that. Oh, it's my pleasure. But regardless, an ambient jazz uh, material perhaps is on the way for Max. Which... Not perhaps. It, it's on the way. Oh, it's on the way. Well, that's that's very exciting because I, I myself like ambient jazz, so I'll be, oh, okay. I'll be excited. Well, to, let me tell you something. I'm going gonna, gonna to give this album my gold seal of approval. Are you really? Oh, uh, yeah, when it's done. <laughs> okay. I look forward it's to gonna it. It's going to get the gold seal of approval. Perfect. <clears throat> and... Um, and you'll be the first to hear it. Great. Even, bef even before me. Perfect. <laughs> I look forward to it. Um, Wonderful. Cool. Well, thank you for listening. If you did to whatever the I didn't. fuck we were talking about, which totally doesn't matter. But hey, we did it. Uh, so that's it. Arms and sleepers. Uh, 10 years of Matador, five years of swim team. We just celebrated in November 2019. Uh, there are album reissues, which were, um, remastered by Sunglitters. Oh, by, by the way, Sunglitters, I guess we should mention he's mixed and co-produced the last, what, two, three, three albums, I guess the upcoming one. Three. Yeah. Um, so that's been, that's been good for me because I feel like it sounds better now. I don't know if. Oh yeah. Think. Yep. I mean, you like writing music but I'm not sure that you love the technical aspects of it when it comes to mixing and all that. Uh, yes. Right. Not, not a, uh, not a huge fan. Not a huge fan. Yeah, so having someone else to, to sort of polish those turds, um, is, has <laughs> <laughs> been uh, really, really nice for us. So thank you, Victor of Sunglitters, who's definitely not listening and won't be listening. Uh, but yes, so, uh, those two albums from team and Matador have been remastered by Sunglitters for their um, anniversary reissues. Um, you can find them on Spotify and other places where you listen to music. Um, and thanks for listening, um, if you did. Max, thank you for doing this. My pleasure. As a co-founder of Arms and Sleepers. <laughs> yep, my pleasure as co-founder of Arms and Sleepers. Yep, so, uh, yep, thank you. And uh, we're going to end it right here. Goodbye.